This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, our moment in black hair gets unexpectedly emotional. We finally talk about that hate crime scandal that we didn't ever talk about yet. And the relationship between the black and Latinx community is too nuanced for even that sentence. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Queen and Jay. Tea with Queen and Jay. No, oh, we're singing two I'm, different yeah, songs. We are. Sorry. What were you singing? I think I was doing Rocky. No. <laughs> <laughs> As a Rocky fan, I'm going to say no. But. Okay. All right. First of all, we're sorry. Second of all, <laughs> welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen, Queen and Jay. Ew. Right. Yeah. What's up? Nothing. What's up with you, girl? I don't know. We're recording in like the fucking middle of the night. The butt crack of the evening. The ass crack of the of, nighttime. Of when does dawn begin? Is when that like when the sun comes up? Well, the sun is up. There's only one way up. That's a song. I can't remember the rest of the words. It's a rap song. I don't from know. 1990 now. It's from the 1900s. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Cool. If you want to follow the conversation being had on this podcast, you can use the hashtag T with QJ. Um, and that will let motherfuckers know that you are listening to T with Queen and J podcast. You can converse with other motherfuckers listening to T with Queen and J. And we can keep track of like this conversation. Yeah, we can retweet it. We mm-hmm. can like it. We can, you know. That's right. Use it on all social media platforms. You can also use the hashtag pod in. That's P-O-D-I-N. And that is a now listening hashtag. And other folks who listen to podcasts of color will know that you are listening to T with Queen and J. And it'll draw folks to the podcast. That's right. That's right. Also, this is a spot of tea episode. It's our spot, spot of tea episodes. Don't have segments because it makes our edits easier, and that is how we're able to have a show weekly mm-hmm. instead That's of right. but a set of bi weekly because we are a team of two. Two. And, uh, it's only two of this us. This is a lot of fucking work. It's a lot. And uh, Or a lot. Yeah. A lot. A lot. A lot. It's a lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. Right. Sorry. <laughs> Do you want to tell the people what libations are? Yeah, so libations are where we pour some for the homies, ancestors, the people, places, and things that give us black ass joy. And those are our libations. That's right. So, Jay, do you yes. have any libations? <laughs> <laughs> Hi. You're such an actress. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Hello. Jay, do you have any libations? I do have libations okay, this week. Okay. First off, we are on. Bag Ladies. All right. Our homies Bag Ladies podcast. Mm-hmm. We are on their podcast this week. We sat with the homies Stephanie and Lena and we talked mad shit. We fucking unloaded a bunch of baggage. Yeah. We talked about love, which is like mad uncomfortable so many for me. Things yeah. I have to, I'm, I'm tired, guys. I have to say. Okay. That's what I do. All right. That's cool. Um, So please check that out. It's their latest episode. It's Bag Ladies featuring T with Queen and Jay. And we are mad thankful to have been on that show. Yes, yes, And we're yes, excited yes. to like listen back to it, yo. Mm-hmm. So listen out for that. When it comes out, I will probably put the link to it in the and show, show notes. notes. But yes. right now, as we're recording, it's not out yet. So mm-hmm. there is that. 
What else you got? Do you have libations this week? I do mm-hmm. have libations. Okay. So Jay and I were at a party and you it were. wasn't just a regular party. Mm-hmm. Like I don't live the Jay life. So most of my parties are just regular dance oh, parties. Stop it. Okay. But um, Ishoke from the Cheers and Queers podcast, hey, she was Shoke. celebrating one of her birthdays. Yep. And it was a whiz, the whiz, the whiz. He's on down, he's on down. That one. Yes. Inspired party. And it was fucking dope yeah. because I wore a costume and I don't really do costumes. Mm-hmm. But I fucking love the whiz. That's like one of my favorite movies. And I had a t- I had a really really good time. Good. I had an awesome time too. It was I would call that that was like a, a moment in Black Joy. I would call that. Yeah, it definitely yeah. was. It, it definitely was like was. a house party, a house party type party, mm-hmm. house party type vibes. Mm-hmm. There was food, there was drinks, and it was it just, was drinks. Yeah, it was just black folks like dressed up like we were in the Wiz in fucking Emerald City or wherever the fuck it having a black ass mm-hmm. good time. Yo, I loved it. I was Michael Jackson's version of the, the scarecrow, scarecrow, which was like super fun. I didn't know how bad I needed to be that scarecrow. <laughs> I needed to do it so bad. Um, you can check out a picture of us in our costumes on Queen's Instagram at mm-hmm. the Queen Speaks. Um, so Within please look out for that. that oh, other, at the that, Queen Speaks underscore. Cause that other bitch. Yeah, like like I said, I don't really do costumes, mm-hmm. and like my costume wasn't any. Well, it was dope, but it, it was wasn't dope. like a, like a cosplayers. Mm-hmm. Like Jay was a fucking scarecrow. Um, <laughs> I was one of the Poppies. poppy field girls. Um, who in the Wiz. But like hoes, right? Which I thought was dope, and you know because patriarchy says that women ruin everything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm gonna be one of them bitches. Yeah. I'm gonna ruin your life. I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow drugs in your face. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and it was cute. And Jay talks all the time about how when she does cosplay, the way children react. Mm-hmm. So when I was leaving my apartment, it was like kids playing in the hallway or whatever, and there were these two little black girls, and one of them was like. <gasps> And her mouth oh dropped open. I thought, because, you know, I got some big-ass titties, and it mm. was out, and my legs, I was naked, right? Mm. I thought she was just like... <gasps> Shocked at how few clothes you had on. She's okay. naked. It right. is winter. Like, you know, like... <laughs> what is the math on that? <laughs> you know? Mm. And I, so I just did it back to her. She was like, you look beautiful. Aww. And I, like, melted. And she was like, I have flowers in my hair. I'm going to wear flowers in my hair tomorrow. Oh my I was like, yes, you do that. You're beautiful, too. And her older sister was like, have a good night. It was just so, so cute. cute. It was really, really cute. That's and I was cute. like, I get it now. Yeah, it's great. It. And it just kind of opens up, I think, people's imagination. Yeah. Like, and and it opens us up to the possibilities of, like, what can be. You know what I'm saying? Like, Word. you can, like, legit be anything like even if it means dressing up for the weekend or whatever but Mm -hmm. yeah i love silly shit like that and i liked like i just pulled my costume together from shit i had in my house Mm -hmm. which also felt good and freeing i was like wow i spent no money and instead of hay i used um shredded paper which i was like this is great it makes sense because he fucking had mad notes falling out of him yeah shit anyway Yeah, yeah yeah and I remembered that because I went back and I watched the movie, which I think all of us should do. If you have not watched, if you haven't seen The Wiz, watch that please shit. go back and watch it. Like, Don't most- watch it with me because I know about heart and I will get on your nerves. Yeah, don't do that. Most 80s movies are about 20 minutes too long. So it is definitely 20 minutes too it long. It came out in 1978. Whoa. Again, so it's 30 minutes too long. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it is an amazing movie and um like a lot of black films uh it was panned in its day mm-hmm. and all the white critics thought it was ridiculous and absurd and like really tore it to Thought there shreds. isn't even a teenager like yeah. shut the fuck up yeah. well because it was diana ross and she was like a grown-ass woman that's true that's a whole but separate black drama don't crack. it doesn't crack it doesn't crack. and it, she wasn't a teenager in a movie and the way she wasn't a teenager no, in the play, uh, Stephanie Mills was supposed to, was yeah. a teenager. But in the movie, she was because they wrote her like that. That's what I'm saying. So it made sense. Like so, if the movie critics were saying other things. Oh. If they wrote it in that way, right? Watch right, the right, fucking right, right, shit. Right. Yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. Go back and watch the Wiz. <laughs> the Wiz is it's Black Joy. I've so seen the I've seen the Wiz live too. I don't know. On Broadway? I don't know if it was on. I just know I was a kid and I was at a play and. I think Stephanie Mills was singing because my mom likes her. But mm. I don't remember. I wasn't born in that year, so I don't know when. Right. I know I saw her as yeah. a play, and it was like a famous singer, black woman who was Dorothy. That's but awesome. I, I have to ask my mom. All right. Well, libations to Ishoke for helping us bring that shit back Word. to life. And giving us a reason just to like show up and have a black-ass good time. Word. So that was a good time. I enjoyed that shit. Mm-hmm. Also, another libation. We were on Three-Fifths Podcast. Yes. The homies over at Three Fifths Podcast did a time capsule of reactions to Black Panther mm-hmm. and it's the Black Panther film. So they kind of look back to like a year ago and all those feelings that we had when the film first came out. It's interviews with four black women, mm-hmm. myself, Queen, Joy, Jumped for Joy on mm-hmm. um, Twitter, Twitter, and the homie Stuff I Will on Twitter. And we're all talking about the significance of Black Panther and what it meant to us as black women. Yep. And it's from like around when it first came out so definitely check that out i was i listened to it and i was before i listened i was like is this still gonna be interesting to me but Mm -hmm. we said so many things that are like gonna last forever and like the impact that that film had on black women in particular i think is incredibly important so Mm -hmm. if you can please take a listen to that episode of three-fifths podcast thank you again to everybody over there for having us on the show and we'll include the link to that in the the show show notes notes. my last fucking libation Uh is for the new um Jesus and Meryl show on Showtime Mm -hmm. shout out to Bodega Boys shout out to them shout out to the Bronx shout out to the Bronx it made me feel and I don't always feel inspired and included in the shit that men do Mm-hmm. And it's usually because I feel like in some ways, unfortunately, within the work of men, even black men, a lot of times they find a way to ex- actively exclude me, yeah. whether it be through misogynoir or like some other dismissive shit. And I find that Jesus and Mero doesn't really do yeah, that. And just as a black person, as a black woman, as a diasporatical black woman, my grandma, my grandparents are Jamaican immigrants, like fucking watching that shit it just made me feel like anything is possible Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i felt like yo this could be like queen and jay like in five years like whenever i'm not marrow no we're (laughs) we're not we're not we're not i know that that's the joke right do do we make jokes here or or not I, I, i don't know (laughs) <laughs> you're not, not Meryl. I don't want to be Jesus either, though. I don't want to be. We are not the niggas. We not. My point is, um, one is light and one is just dark. That is it. That's it. Coming from the Bronx. That's it. That's it. But my point is, two black people, two diasporatical black people from the Bronx, where I'm from, who share my story, like are like on Showtime, like collecting a bag right mm-hmm. now for like actual for being themselves. 
being their whole for ass, being their whole ass entire selves yo that was like inspiring to watch mm-hmm. so um yeah so check out Jesus and Mero on Showtime um yes I am cr- I'm cracking because I could cry but we're yes you are move I was on. Like, let me move on. <laughs> Showtime. I was have mad to, inspired. They yo. have like some kind of code right now where you could like get Showtime. Yeah, you could get free for six free months. For six That's months the other thing is like, like they made sure that it was accessible to folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's just exciting. So. All right, move right along. Please. So, please. I'm going to tell you guys how to donate to Tea with Queen and Jay and why you donate to Tea with Queen and Jay. So, donations help us sustain this podcast, sustain. progress this podcast, progress. and keep the lights on for this motherfucking podcast. <laughs> um, if you would like to donate to Tea with Queen and Jay, you can go to our website, teawithqueenandjay.com. Um, and right on our homepage, if you scroll down, is where we have two options. Two. The first option is our PayPal option, and that is where you can put however much you want, however many times you want. There's just no commitment there, but we do like if you visit it often. And then the second um, option is our Patreon option, and that is where we're asking for a little bit more commitment. And there's where we're asking for only $2. $2. You can give more or less, but like I said, we're just asking for $2. That's um, And if you become a patron or if you donate on PayPal, we shout you out on the show. That's right. Um, another way that you can donate and help progress Tea with Queen and Jay that is non-monetarily is by rating us on Apple Podcasts and all the other places where you can rate us, giving us stars, sharing us, telling your friends about us. Yeah, spread the word, rating and reviewing us. Did mm-hmm. you say that already? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all that shit, all yo. Those ways. So those Anything are the monetary ways, the non-monetary ways you can share Tea with Queen and Jay because we believe in options. When it comes to this donation game. That's right. Okay. Yes. Yes. Another way. <laughs> if you'd like to sponsor this podcast, mm-hmm. hit us up in our email, twithqueenandj at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Lots of people listen to us. That's right. Lots of people may buy your shit. So Absolutely. hit us up if you want to sponsor our show. So we have donation libations this week. Several people hit us up on the Patreon. Thank you so much. We have Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. Jack. Diane. Kalila. Kaniza, I hope I'm uh, saying your name correctly, or Kaniza, and the homie Jody Ann. Thank you so much, Jody. I appreciate you. Thank you, That's Jody. That's from high school. Thank I've, you. I see her. I have her on social media, but I don't know her personally. But oh. Like, so thank Jody. Ow, ow. Mm-hmm. Jody, I hope you still have those shoes for me. I'm going to get them. She had a really nice ottoman that she put on Facebook to sell. And really? I was like, oh, I want it. She was like, I decided to keep it. <laughs> I still remember that girl. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. We also had several people break us off on the PayPal. So thank y'all so much. We were talking about how we're going to South by Southwest mm-hmm. and yes. are trying to uh, at minimum like break even for that trip. So we don't gotta come. Up. Yeah, y'all, y'all showed up. Um, so we're almost there in terms of like making what we need to like you know make the trip. Like mm-hmm. go out there and and maybe eat and <laughs> fly back maybe you know so we don't have to move in to move to Austin anyway. So, um, Sean hit us on the PayPal and Sean says for South by Southwest or any transaction you deem appropriate for use, continue to manifest and affirm your realities. Thank you, Sean. Thanks, Sean. The homie Tawana hit us off and said, Texas. Texas. Thank you, Tawana. (laughs) We will use it for Texas. Texas. And so Unrelaxed says, I appreciate y'all. This is for South by Southwest. Enjoy, yo. We will fucking enjoy. Thank you, yo. Thank you, yo. The homie Drew, hey Drew, my old homie from work, who we promised that we were going to have lunches and catch up and be friends forever and who I've never seen again. 
It happens. I it do does. That all the time. And uh, Drew, I'm not placing blame at all. No. I, I She's an equal participant I am, in that relationship. I am just so. acknowledging mm-hmm. that uh we did not do what we said we were going to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I am happy with our social media friendship. Drew says, have a most excellent time at South by Southwest. Kisses, Drew. Thank you so much, Drew. I appreciate it. Drew is also a Patreon. So Drew is a Patreon and broke oh, us off shit. on the PayPal. Thank yeah, you, to help us get to South by. So thank you so much. And my homegirl, Ursula from college, says, just a small donation for your South by Southwest trip. Weekly listener and friend of Jay ursula Thanks, i like that ursula, ursula. Ex- spelled all this out as if i wasn't gonna read this like i'm not jay but thank you ursula for saying who you are <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate you and i love you thank you for that, oh, God, that was funny. speaking of south by southwest do you want to tell people what the fuck we're going to be doing no we there? have lots of things going on at south by southwest Sam from the Inner Hole Uprising podcast has organized a panel called Where Are the Black Scents? That'll be on March 13th at 11th a.m. And she has Barry of Podcasting Color on there. Myself from Tea with Queen and Jay. Hey. My name is Queen, in case you forgot. Hey. Um, and then there's another woman on the panel named Landy Watley. And she's a doctoral candidate from Howard University. And we'll be talking about Black Sense and podcasting and basically AVE and all of that stuff and why are they erasing that from podcasting why mm-hmm. do you have to sound like that stupid standard NPR voice mm-hmm. um, and that's what we'll be talking about you want to tell niggas what AAVE is real quick Af- I don't know African American vernacular English know. oh English yeah um, so it's basically anything that's also any it's black American speak outside of what people like to allegedly call the King's English or standard American English or whatever bullshit. That changes all its language changes all the time. Exactly. All exactly. The fucking yep. Time. Bootylicious so, is in the fucking dictionary. That's right. After that shit, Tea with Queen and Jay, that's us, is doing a live podcast at South by Southwest. That's the bogle. That's right. And Shoulder Shimmy mm-hmm. is happening on the same day. That is also on March 13th. That's a Wednesday. Our live show is at 1230 p.m. on the podcast stage. And so that's taking place right after Sam and Queen's panel. It is a two minute walk. You can right around do the that corner if you're going to be at South time. by Southwest. Yep. It's right around the corner if you have a South by Southwest badge. And we're going to be on the podcast stage with special guest Diamond Styles, our homie from Marsha's Plate Podcast, and as Stephanie, our homie from Bag Ladies Podcast. So we're going to have a black-ass good time. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be dope. Last year, we were on the podcast stage with our homies from Queer, Queer Walk, Walk, and we're excited to be on stage with like more of our Black Baddie Brigade, yes. yo. It's going to be lit. Now, these those are events that require a South by Southwest badge, badge, and we wanted to make sure that if you are somebody who is going to be in Austin, Texas, but you do not have a badge, you still get to come and hang out with us, so yep. we are doing a... Because we all about access that's right we are doing a podcast meetup the plan is to do that meetup with barry of podcast in color sam of inner hole uprising stephanie of bag ladies podcast diamond of marsh's plate podcast so and we will queen all, and jay of tea with queen and that's jay. right so we will all be out there in austin texas that meetup is going to take place also on march 13th it's going to be from 6 to 9 p.m mm-hmm at Leech's Cantina and we will put the um address and all that shit in the show notes. So we will be there in Austin. Yes. Cause we take it over. That's right. One city at a time. Mm-hmm. That was weird. But we're doing it. 
We are doing that. Be happy I didn't say my pooty tang thing. What a tea, what a tie. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. Also, Jay. Yo. What kind of tea are you drinking? We're actually drinking coffee. Yes. I was all set for us to drink our chai tea lattes, but yeah. we're having coffee because it is legit 3.08 a.m. Yeah. right now. Yes. Anytime, any, mm. you know, USA or whatever. So, yeah. So, we're having coffee. Yes. We and are. we, we hope that it's working. You, you, y- Y'all tell me on the edits. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear a whole ass burp in the edits, then you know the coffee didn't work. Queen, what are your pronouns? My pronouns are she and her. Jay, what are your pronouns? My pronouns are she, her, they, them. And what do you affirm for yourself this week? I'm affirming, as always, that I'm a bad bitch. I'm affirming that I am enough. I'm affirming that I will be self-employed and financially wealthy without tra- without trauma, without trauma <laughs> for the 2020. I had trauma saying trauma. trauma. <laughs> without trauma. Without trauma. Mm-hmm. For the 2020. That's why you're on a panel called Black <laughs> For the 2020. I also want to say that it's going to be the 20s. Like, I want to do, like, a Harlem Renaissance. We yeah. are going to do that. Yeah, that's what that's. You sure can throw that for your party so we can just show up. We're, I'm gonna, we're busy. I'm going to wear silky gloves and my rings on the outside. Um, we should do that anyway. <laughs> we're actually just going to start doing that <laughs> yes, this year. Yes, let's do it. Let's yeah. just start. Um, and I also want to affirm that I'm in a healthy relationship. You are. That will continue to grow stronger. Oh, my God. Yes. Hey, bang. Oh, that's so cute. He's, okay. He's so cute. I like that. Jay, what do you affirm Yo, for yourself? I affirm that I am not a lady, even though I was called that several times today, but you got to get a check, right? I am not a lady. I'm also not a part of ladies. I am also enough. I am enough. I am healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. This money is coming in. It's rolling in. My bills are paid. Mm-hmm. My rent is paid. That's right. And... Uh, all of our expenses are paid for South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. And I affirm that South by Southwest is going to be a fun, luxurious time. Mm-hmm. And I affirm that my apartment is cozy. Mm-hmm. It's organized. It's yes, clean. I'm yes. seeing like the light at the end of the tunnel. Bam. I feel like things are happening. Bam. Things are moving. Bam. So I just want to further affirm that spirit of cleanliness, minimalism, organization clean and healthy space got it yes i like it i like it mm-hmm. are you ready to talk your shit always ready to talk my shit let's get into the shits mm-hmm. so for anybody um who has been following us on social media and stays tapped into the shit that we're doing we were recently on the latest episode of grapevine tv yeah. the most recent episode called the relationship between the black and latinx community we were there um, contributing to the conversation. We were yeah. there as panelists. So thank you so much to Grapevine TV for, for having, having us. us again. Yes. Um, and thanks for everybody who enjoyed watching us. And yo, libations to everybody who's listening to this podcast because they saw us hey, on Grapevine. What's, what's up? Pop- what's popping? Thank you. Thank you for following us here, yo. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. So it was an interesting conversation. Yes. It was an interesting conversation. And I feel like... There were, like, we just kind of scratched the surface of a lot of things. Yeah. And a lot of 
dialogue was like conflated. Like I feel like we were having like a million different conversations, conversations at one time. In, right, at one time. So I know Ashley mentioned that they're going to do a part two of that. Mm-hmm. And so I look forward to either participating in that or watching that go down because it was really too much to cover in like 45, 45 minutes, minutes to an hour. Like it's just, it was a lot. What did you think? They can't see you rolling your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast. It's a podcast. <laughs> um, hmm. So I didn't expect the conversation to start the way it did. Okay. I didn't expect Bruno Mars to be brought up. That was, I didn't understand that. Um, okay. And I'll- a lot of the conversation seemed very U.S centric right well just to just to for people who didn't watch um the episode bruno mars was referenced because uh, we were talking about people on the cusp or something like that am i wrong uh bruno mars was mentioned i think in the context of this conversation because he is seen um to a lot of people as a part of the latinx community yeah um because he is because he is of Puerto Rican ancestry, yeah, right. And we know that he is a, a multiracial person yeah. who is mixed with other things. Um, but I think he was brought up because of that. Mm-hmm. Is is what um, the connection that they were trying to make? I think that that conversation sparked. I think that that conversation mm-hmm. was the impetus for Grapevine to have this conversation. Got it. So I think okay. that that was the I reason why that they brought sense. that up. Yes. But which I didn't connect in a moment. Right, right. I was like, wait, what? Ha, ha, ha. Right. Um, and for me, and a lot of what Jay and I do, is that we approach things usually on a systematic level. Mm-hmm. And usually on the... Rather than simply pointing the fingers, we get to the why, okay, and then we try to get to the other side of maybe how this could not be. And for me, I feel like a lot of the conversation, not a lot of it, but some of the conversation was like very pointy finger, okay, and not like um, understanding how we all participate in these things that we are talking about. Right. We all participate in these things. Mm-hmm. So for me, it seemed. Like, what relationship are we talking about mm-hmm. if we're, if I feel that these are things that across the diaspora, we all do? Right, right. You know? So when you said, when you're talking about things, um, I think just for people who didn't watch, watch the show, it, yeah. right, um, we're talking about things such as anti-blackness, yes. colorism. Anti-blackness, anti-black Americanness. Right. Uh, colorism. Yes. Misogynoir. Yep. Um, xenophobia in either direction. Yes. Um, so things like that. So there, there, there was some level of finger pointing, and I think kind of like bringing up those issues, like again, like just scratching the surface. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's yes. so many different things to talk about, and I think that for each one of us on that panel, a different piece of that was like most important to them yeah you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it's like okay so to this person this person is very much concerned with colorism this person is very very much concerned concerned with with, like the dynamics of black presenting women Mm -hmm. versus like multiracial looking or or 
mestizo or yeah, mulatto exactly. kind yeah, of exactly. presenting yes. uh, women like those kinds yeah. of dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, this person is most concerned with xenophobia. This person is most concerned with like language dynamics. This person is concerned with um, like regional shit you know mm-hmm, what i'm saying exactly. so i think that all of us came to the table with different pieces of that conversation that were a sensitive spot for us mm-hmm. and so it was again like so many different conversations being Happened, had at once yeah. and somebody did kind of bring that up yes, that we're like conflating mad shit mm-hmm. and i think that um even though so much of it was surface i think kind of it was important it was all of it was still yeah important. it was important that we show okay, niggas, we are having a very surface conversation mm-hmm. about all these different things yeah. and, like, compiling them. Like, like this is how multi-layered this shit is. And we can't do this in just, like, 45, 45 minutes. minutes. You like, know? at all. Yeah. At all. So I thought that that was interesting that we were coming from all those different perspectives i would have liked to talk a little bit more about xenophobia yeah because even within the conversation xenophobic things were happening Mm -hmm. um to me not to me not directed towards me but i was noticing xenophobic language Mm -hmm. that i don't think people were even aware of right but it was so much going on that it was like not for me at that moment not the time to be like and now Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is happening in this conversation um so I didn't address it, but mm-hmm. um, for me that I noticed like xenophobic little things happening yeah. that people subconsciously were just throwing out there. Yeah, it was a few times that something would come up, and I'd be like, "Wait, what?" Well, but huh? we couldn't like go back to, to that because exactly. it was like, "Okay, the so this just happened." Yeah, let's so many conversations happening exactly that it was going pretty mm-hmm. fast. And then you had somebody who was asked a direct question, and their response was another fucking question. So. <sighs> Thank you to start the conversation having ass niggas. I hate let's start a conversation as motherfuckers. Yeah. Especially in the middle of We a are in the middle of it. <laughs> and you want to yeah. start? So so but what do y'all think about um Ashley you know? said who wants to start? Yeah. <laughs> and you did not you raise your hand. You didn't you didn't start. You you, you started you, you waited until it was already in, in, a in conversation. the middle, brother. But, but, but. but you know, whatever, you know, it's whatever. Ain't no problem. Ain't no, ain't no problem. Ain't no problem. <laughs> Ain't no problem. <laughs> um, also, I think there were like regional things that were being conflated, yeah. right? So us as two um, diasporatical black, black women from, from the, the Bronx, Bronx, we, I think, perhaps compared to um, like our communities as black women have been very much entwined with... Um, Span- the Spanish-speaking Caribbean communities? La- as as black people from the Bronx. As black people from, from the, the Bronx. Bronx. Right. Yes. So we, on a daily... Like, there was a whole summer where I only spoke Spanish. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, or, or, like, there, there, I've had childhood friends who were, like, what people would perceive, you know, a, a, a white-presenting Puerto Rican person. But they understood the dynamics of which the neighborhood we lived in and mm-hmm. you know like, the things that they yeah. were saying or being to me being accusatory of when it comes to i guess lighter lighter spanish speaking people in the latinx community and mm-hmm. how they try to play both sides and all of that stuff where i've had people in my life who look like those people who didn't do that right um so it was just like yeah, yeah. it's it's a, like when you talk about 
like that, the relationship between the Black and Latinx community is different. Latinx communities throughout the country. Yes. If, we, if we just talk about the U.S., yes. right? Let's let's pretend we're only talking about the U.S. There are different Latinx communities throughout the U.S., and the dynamics of those communities play different throughout Dep- depe- throughout the whole yes, country. Yes, depending on what state you're in. Yes. So we're having this conversation that involves different states within the U.S. Now we're involving different countries countries in the caribbean in south, south america, america whatever Central it's america. all yes. this like yes. different shit happening and you can't again back to like conflating shit mm-hmm. like our experience as um diasporatical black american women from the bronx our experience and our proximity to, to exactly specifically yeah. Puerto Ricans and Dominicans yes. in particular, yes. right? Is going to be different than somebody from Florida. Yes. Who is around um, Cubans or Cuban mm-hmm. Americans and other yes. people uh, of the Latin exactly. community. Somebody who lives in Texas where they encounter more Central and South Americans. Americans. It's, yes. it's, it's this. Or even someone from Queens where there are a lot more... Central and South American right. Latinx people right. just within the same city. Yes. You know? Yes. So that that conversation it ends up being there's just so many nuances to yeah. it mm-hmm. that I wish that we had time to bring up. Something I wanted to highlight though is that even though we did we had this conversation on Grapevine about the relationship between the black community, quote unquote, and the Latinx community, quote unquote, there are black latinx folks who have been like doing the work of being black latinx folks and being diasporatical and being unifying across cultures like when it comes to like Mm pan-africanism and shit like that and uh, been acknowledging their blackness like they exist um they exist in present day they have existed then and they span beyond amara la negra she's awesome but like well, they, when it comes to that, she's awesome. When, she, when it comes to like about to say, black girl she be shit. Saying some shit, yeah, she's problematic in other ways. She's, but when it comes to like, me. well, yeah, she's definitely a pick me. <laughs> but when it comes to like being a black Latinx yes. woman, mm-hmm. she acknowledges yes. that shit and she pushes the culture for that conversation mm-hmm. forward. But there have there were black Latinx women folks people who existed prior to Amada La Negra. They have, they exist after and there are people who have been doing that work and being vocal about that for a long time. Um, So I wanted to shout out Janelle who was on, who was actually on the panel and, and and talked, but she does like other stuff. You know what I'm saying? So Janelle uh, founded Ain't I Latina. And the focus of that has been black Latinx women, Mm -hmm. black Latinas. Um, Are they seen within the latinx diaspora yeah are they acknowledged also as black women by yeah. black american folks mm-hmm. um so you can check that out on instagram at ain't i latina and i'll put a link to that in the show notes mm-hmm. also the homie bad dominicana we've had her on, on the, the show. show yeah she's also been and we try and make sure that we are always talking about other black women who like influence us or whatever yeah. but like she has helped to um, influence a lot of the language that, that we, we use, use when it comes to 
And I was able to, for myself, point out a lot more xenophobia when it comes to um, Latinx people based because on... Because of her work. Because of her work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so like, be sure yeah. that you check out Bad Dominicana. She's been like doing this shit for a long time. Mm-hmm. She's a black-ass black woman. She's a black-ass Dominican woman. She's yes. a Dominican-ass Dominican woman. She is a Latina. <laughs> um, she is all the things. Also, the homies Bag Ladies yes. podcast. Be- they are black Latinx women who like do this shit every week yeah you know like they talk about being black every week they talk about being Mm -hmm. dominican every Every week week. yeah they talk about world shit every week politics every week they are um bad bitches and the homies be sure you're listening to them and uh, this podcast is no longer podcasting but they were out here being whole ass black latinx women all this time so we come from queens those are afro latinx women and i feel like because they are darker skinned and because they were not on their podcast speaking spanish i feel like they were not i feel like they were equally dismissed as Mm -hmm. latinas they wasn't on those lists no no when they did when there were podcast lists that a lot of podcast lists that include like like top latinx podcasts are mestizo or like white white presenting presenting. latinx people so i think that within this we need to make sure that we're staying aware of and on top of the inclusion of black people across ethnicities but anyway those are other like afro latinx people get into that so yeah and they exist there's even more like the homie sayer sayer is puerto rican yeah um tos podcast Mm -hmm. so and those are just like the ones like you don't know everyone. You don't know everyone's ethnicity. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't necessarily know everybody who's Afro Latinx exactly. or you know what I'm saying. You don't yep. know where niggas are from. Yep. Black people come from everywhere. So anyway, that was my only point. And Latinx people look like everything. Yes, just like the United States has many different people of many different mm-hmm. races. That's what the Latinx community is. Right. It's many different people of many different races. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But um watch that episode if you want to get upset. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to learn something. Thanks again to Grapevine for having us on there. We always have a good time when we're there. So thank you so much. Cool, cool, cool. So, yes. You wanna take a break? Yep. Let's All right. Take a break. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money. <laughs> Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like giving black this women year. your money. Yes. Give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh yes. Yes. Okay. We do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucker. Every week. week. Sometimes and, twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yo. TeamWithQueenAndJay.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. And we have two options there. So two. Can, two. You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yo. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice. That's right. On how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, TeaWithQueenAndJay.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh, 
my god, we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time. Yes. And we're black all the time. So it's the conversation you've been waiting for. The one we refuse to have. We've been refusing to talk because it hasn't this. been no need. Yeah. Because we're not the ones, and because for what we ain't the ones. Yeah. Um. But Jesse Smollett or Smollett, I heard somebody pronounce it Smollett. I don't know how it goes. I like Smollett. Also, I believe his government name is Justin. Only reason I say that is because Jesse is an interesting choice. That is. But it's I figured they all had those J names, so their parents were like. Mm-hmm. Jesse. Nah, they wasn't though. They, was, they was like Justin, <laughs> and he was like, you know what? My name is Jesse. <laughs> anyway, um, all right. So maybe that was his tag name. Maybe that's what they kept calling him. And then he was like, he was like, you know what? I'm tag this on the side of my notebook. Yeah. yeah. Jesse. All right. Cool. I'll allow it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the reason why we didn't talk about this is because for what? For me, it has been. For why? If I didn't have anything that was going to drive the conversation forward, or like what? What did I have as a person in media? I didn't feel like I had anything to add to this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like for us as people who make it our business to dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, which includes dismantling our own privilege and mm-hmm. upholding um, and fighting for the rights of all black people, yeah. queer black people, trans black people specifically and importantly because they are the last on the list of shit, people. disabled black people, all that shit. I didn't feel like I had anything to say about this story that we hadn't already said about protecting black queer folks or protecting black folks in general. Yeah. So that's why we had not, that's why we both had kind of silently just not discussed it. Yeah. That's why I didn't discuss it. Mm. Can I say, Is would you agree? That's why you yeah, didn't discuss yeah. it. And then from the little stuff, little twerps I did do on social media mm-hmm. was basically about, I like to point out when people trust police. Right. Um, because it's always we don't trust them when they kill mm-hmm. straight black men. Mm-hmm. But then when it's other things, it's like, well, you got to hear both sides. Right. Why he didn't give his phone? And I'm like, I ain't giving the cops my phone yeah. either. You know, so that was when it was like, wait, when do we trust the police? Because yeah. I thought it was fuck 12. Like, what? what is it? So mm-hmm. that was for me like the most I kind of like was like, I thought it was fuck 12. Like, what's what's What's, what's 12? That's the home. What? So cute. What? what is it? That's the, that's like the police. Oh. <laughs> I thought that's what it meant, but why? Why 12? Um, I think it's not a New York thing. I think 12 is a number for something. Oh. But I don't know. Okay. But I just say it. I'm familiar with the Jake. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. Do you know what a Jux is? A Jux? Mm-hmm. Is that police related? No. Oh. Just trying to see how hood you are. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do. What is it? Our jokes. That's it's a robbery. Oh. <laughs> what so you was going to nah, say was. It don't matter. Nah, okay, well, if you hear someone say jokes, you better walk fast. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, I don't be... You know, I always you think, think you're going to get got. I'm got. saying now you know a got word. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, chances are I was already walking fast, so <laughs> it, it don't... I remember in my in my youth, I didn't know what the jokes was, and this guy I was dating was mad. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? I'm like 14. I don't That's know. funny. <laughs> I, don't, I don't be outside. 
I, I did yeah, it. I I'm didn't not, I'm not an outside person. My brother didn't tell me that. My brother didn't tell me. So mm-hmm. I didn't know. Yeah, no, nah, I just wasn't allowed to be outside. But anyhow, mm-hmm. for anybody who's been living under a rock, Jesse Smollett, or Smollett, I guess, the actor, one of the actors on Empire, also a child star, also Journey Smollett or Smollett's um, brother. <laughs> what? Just gonna say every variation. Yeah, everything. Every also a light skinned man. Also, you know, whatever. Anyway, um, he was initially he reported that initially it was reported that he was allegedly um, a victim of a hate crime. Yes, that he was attacked by two men um, who beat him up, put a noose around his neck. Which I have to, I must highlight that uh, reporters were calling it a rope. Everywhere I listened to this shit, mm-hmm. they were calling it a rope. When you put a rope around a black person's neck, it's a noose. It's a noose. It's a noose. Or That's it. I also noticed when, because I didn't watch anything mm-hmm. um, that I was doing this, but when I saw headlines, they would say homophobic, and then it was like racially charged. But instead not, of racist. Instead of racist. Yeah. When you put a, a rope, right? You, you, if you put a shoelace around a black person's neck, it's racist. Period. The only thing that could be around our necks is chains. That's it. <laughs> The ones, the ones we purchase and put on our necks. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. Anything else is racist. And it should. there is enough historical backing for that to be acknowledged as such. You know what I'm saying? Only yes. when it comes to black people, people don't want to acknowledge the historical significance Mm-mm. or relevance like of our history. We don't have history. No, we're not allowed it. So, um, yeah, any a fucking piece of string, anything that goes around a black person's neck you, uh, you, against our will. Floss. It's a fucking noose. Don't That's matter. it. Call it a noose. Don't cut the shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was also reported that bleach was poured on him and that the men uh screamed um what did they scream maga shit like make nigga, america nigga, great again nigga, nigga, you know nigger this is this is maga country right empire nigger yeah that type of empire, shit empire nigger homo yeah that mm-hmm. that okay uh sit it down <laughs> <laughs> so um okay so those were the initial reports and then eventually reports came out from the police that these accusations were fake mm-hmm that this is not a true story, that Jesse set this up, that it's actually um, two black dudes who he hired to commit this attack. But yeah. it, it's just been all, uh, like so many different... It's, it's so messy. It's messy. Like, like, it's so messy. It's messy. It is so messy. It's fucking a mess. It's it, a hot mess. It's messy. But here's the thing, yo, right? So from Jump, let's talk about niggas now. From Jump... I didn't feel, I, I wish he was okay. When I heard he was like, he was alive, he's stable, he will heal, he will be okay. Mm-hmm. What made me uncomfortable about a lot of this was, uh, I guess, the social media reaction and every time Dick and Harry trying to like get the jump on posting on their Instagram, like their well wishes mm-hmm. in this kind of way that we rarely see support for black queer folks Mm -hmm. and it made me uncomfortable because it felt insincere and i'm not i try not to be a like contrarian ass nigga or Mm -hmm. like a social media is so fake and da 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 like i i i do feel like there is power there can be power in social media and that kind of like sharing and flooding of support can be cool but it was just it was just like 
It was making me feel weird Mm -hmm. because queer niggas get bashed every day and we talk about this and so many people don't care. Mm -hmm. A trans woman is killed all the time. Mm -hmm. We talk about this shit all the time. And it was just interesting to see people who never engaged in the fighting for justice Mm -hmm. for queer folks engage with this. And it didn't feel like we were... Like the the larger populace was acknowledging this as like an attack on Jesse because he was a a potentially alleged alleged attack because he is a black gay man. Mm-hmm. It felt like a lot of the support was um, specifically from social media folks who I would come in contact with black which which are black people. Yeah. It felt like uh that man ain't do nothing to hurt nobody. Leave him alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, like specifically, yeah, like, like he's not. He's he's a, for lack of better words, like he's a good gay. Like, right. He's not doing anything that like ruffles. Yeah. Anything like he's a kind of like a respectable gay. Like he could, you could. Uh, I'm okay with this gay guy. Yes. Why are you hurting my friend? Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which made me uncomfortable, and it made me feel like okay, let me just watch this. Mm-hmm. Let me just watch what's going on here because I don't want to. I want to be supportive and I hope to find other ways to be supportive, but I don't want to play in this, this field in mm-hmm. this way. Yeah. Also, Jesse doesn't need me to say I stand with him because this is what we do all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. I don't have to like make a, a proclamation in this moment that I support black queer folks because we support black queer folks. Like mm-hmm. that's what we do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. So that was uncomfortable. And also, I don't want to come off as a, well, where y'all been? Y'all don't support queer folks all the time, even though kind of like, y'all don't support queer folks all the time. Like, like why not? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not, not y'all didn't do it before. Don't do it now. But like, okay, let's talk about why not. Let's mm-hmm. talk, let this, let this be the time we talk about why we don't support and acknowledge the voices of black queer folks on the daily. Yep. So they are not subject to this kind of abuse because unfortunately even if this story is not true this shit happens every day in all the daily and that's what we need to i feel stay cognizant of regardless to whether jesse's story is true or false queer niggas get got every day Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying they are targeted every day and we need to make sure that we are working to dismantle that shit instead of waiting for um somebody who we like somebody who's popular somebody who's palatable somebody who's light-skinned somebody who's cute Mm -hmm. without waiting for them to get hurt we need to really address the fact that it's a whole population of black folks that other black folks are not fucking with and leaving them out there suspect to subject to mm-hmm. danger. Yeah, I feel you. I didn't see it that way. I saw, but all your stuff is valid. Like mm-hmm. I agree with you. I saw, um, as far as my personal social media, I didn't really see lots of people showing support who wouldn't have showed support. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, mm-hmm. like these are people who do champion for queer folks all the time. Okay, so I didn't get that. But mm-hmm. what I did get, um, and I would say maybe mostly from Twitter, is I think there was a ratio of his queerness. So it was like right. people kind of just rallying for him and standing by him because this is a black man, mm-hmm. um, and to some maybe a straight presenting black man mm-hmm. who was attacked. 
And it was like, they fucking with black people. Like that type of thing. Like not even acknowledging his queerness and that um, this is a queer black person who was allegedly attacked. But it was like, this black man, that's the black man, the black man, you know, like all of this stuff. And that's what I saw mostly, like this erasure of his queerness. So for me, that's why like, as the story went on and people started to allege that this was a fraud and you know, like all of this stuff. And I would see um, straight black men kind of like say shit like, well, um, what does the LGBT, LGBTQ community have to say about it now? And it's like, they've always been saying these things. What the fuck right. are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, number one. And then number two, like, y'all wasn't listening to them anyway. Nope. So why you want to hear what they got to say now? That Shut part. the fuck up. That part. Shut up. That's the other piece of it. It's like, let's, again, so now it's coming out that this could be a potentially false story. Yeah. Right? Okay. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Maybe it is. Right? It's niggas. This is what I'm talking about. It's people who didn't play in this pond. Yeah. It's people who didn't give a shit mm-hmm. that black queer folks was out here like being targeted. Yes. Being, I don't like the word bully when it comes to this, but okay. Bullied. There are like black queer children who are like but, being bullied yes. and shit. Mm-hmm. And adults. Harassed. Harassed. It's people, I feel like, who don't play in this pond of working to dismantle the system, a system that includes the oppression of black queer people. And because they said, oh man, we support Jesse. Mm -hmm. Because they said that shit that one time and potentially this story is false. Now they are forever scarred and scorned and betrayed as if, this don't happen all the time, yo. Yeah. Like, but it makes me think, and when you just said it, it makes me think because, and I'm thinking of, when, I t- when I'm talking about men, I'm always um, thinking about black men. Right. They always think that gay men or trans women or trans people are trying to trick them, right? Mm. So, which is which is not the case, but right. that's what they always, they always go with that thing. So mm. here's this one time when they, quotations, believed Mm. a queer person and believe their story and believe you know whatever and Mm. like and i guess for them advocated or whatever and then they were tricked again because they're tricksters you Mm. know like all of that dumb shit so you made me think of that and Mm. it's like they're reacting in that way as if queer people are going around trying to trick them and and trick them into i guess whatever sex or relationships or whatever so here see look at them Mm. doing that doing that shit they do because that's what they fucking do Mm -hmm. and it's like no it's stupid. Yeah. Which is a whole stereotype of queer folks that goes back. Yes. Like centuries. Mm-hmm. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like yes. there is a whole, there is a whole like stereotype within film of the, the like the, the gay trickster. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. The homosexual trickster, yes. the queer villain. Yep. If you think of like, think of like your Disney villains that are. Um, present a lot of the stereotypical characteristics of uh, gay men. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm thinking? Yep. Think of your Jafar. Think of your Scar. Uh, think that's of, what I was of yeah. It it goes back to um, I think this was a Hitchcock film. It goes back to like Hitchcock movies and like there are all of these 
stereotypes of queerness being associated with trickery and, and yeah. you know guile and like all of this Something kind you of fall into right be, and, you, you're yeah. gonna be duped yes. by this this tricky queer character yes you know and so that's something that's i think embedded in um larger society yep. and so it's not nothing happens in a vacuum so it's not it's not unique to this situation mm-hmm. that niggas is like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, tricked by the queers again. Again. Right? You know what Did I'm saying? Again. Yeah. That's something, that's a stereotype yes. that is put upon queer folks. To, to make you blame them for their oppression. And to dismiss their humanity. Yes. This is a trickster. This person is less than human. Mm-hmm. This is somebody that I can't trust. Yep. And I should automatically come in on the offensive. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so I let my guard down and I used one of my Instagram posts to post a picture of Jussie and I've been duped yep. by a queer, less than human person. Yep. And how dare he and he deserves to be buried under the fucking jail or whatever whatever. you know what i'm saying now let's yes if this did happen if if jesse um did do this like if this is false yes he deserves to be punished and that's horrible and it's not fair and it's not right to he took up space Mm -hmm. if this is false okay i can agree with that he took up space if this is false he took up space he took up space and he took up time because niggas who play in this pond of Dismantling the system, okay? A system that oppresses black queer people. They use some of their energy on him. And he took up space. He took up resources that could have been given to black queer folks who are not wealthy, mm-hmm. who are who do not have the privilege in which he already holds, right? Mm-hmm. If this is false, mm-hmm. if the story is false, he took up too much space. And that's that's not okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, I have things about CPD them just like they wouldn't have used that <laughs> space or time for things that they should yes. use it for anyway. That, okay, but so I that's the totally other piece. Agree right, right, right. With that, but Chicago yeah. PD. When I talk about you, you know when I talk about I know, space, yes, right? Yes. I'm talking about totally, all yeah. kinds of space. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I agree with you that the resources that the Chicago PD used, used on this on case, that? Was, was they was not about ridiculous. to. Yeah, they was not about to use that on um, anything that they should actually. Yes, use it on. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, they were not about to use the resources on black queer people like with like hard evidence. Yeah, they were like there's shit that like we know happened. All the evidence is there. And they still not no. Yeah, they wasn't. They, they wasn't about not, to take the twenty four officers that. they used on this case. They were not about to put them on other cases. No. So let's be real about that. Fact. Yes. Seriously, you know what I'm saying? They were not. Yeah. Definitely. But he did take up niggas' time and energy and yeah, space. Definitely did. Even space on platforms. Like it's people who talked about this shit on their platforms when they could have been talking about it's, any number of other shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, any number of other oppressed people so again and that's to say if this is false yeah you know what i'm saying but i just i just kind of wanted to talk about the way we as people engaged with this story Mm -hmm. because i don't i don't there's nothing i I feel like i could say about him directly that's going to push this conversation forward or add anything to it or whatever so that's just why we didn't didn't touch on it Mm -mm. and for people who there are people who i felt like did have things to say about it that that made me think of it in a different way so Mm -hmm. libations to them but it just didn't feel like something that queen and jay like could talk about 
in a way that would I didn't have anything to add. Ex- add. There we go. I didn't have anything to add. For me, it was really like, really, y'all don't y'all trust the police. I think I put like one post on Facebook mm-hmm. when I was like, because everyone was like, ooh, he's not giving his phone. I'm like, well, I wouldn't give my phone to the police yeah. either. Like, I, I don't fuck with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, um, I I didn't have anything to add. Yeah, I gave my phone to the police once because I was under arrest. But well, they took your phone. That's that. There well, you go. That's different. I've, yeah. I've been under arrest. They, mm-hmm. they took my phone. There you go. Didn't give it. To that's me. the only. Time. They asked me. I would have been like, "What you need my phone for? Like yeah. you got a warrant? You know, like no, cause I you're right. It. Yeah, I'm gonna just give him my phone. They took my things. Fuck out of here. They took my things. That was uncomfortable. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's move on. Yes. To good news. Let's a moment in black hair for New York City. Yes, a moment in black hair, yo. I'm going to tell people what moment in black hair yes. is. We usually do this during our longer form episodes, but or more structured cuz they be the same amount of time. But anyway, more segments. All of our episodes are structured. Yes, they are. You're right. Moment in black hair is when we talk about moments in motherfucking black hair. Unfortunately, black ass black hair is um, political. political and we really just want to have our hair grow out of our head without it being politicized but its existence is political whether we straighten it whether we let it grow natural black hair kinky curly loose however it grows out of a black person's head is political and so we talk about moments in black hair sometimes they're fun sometimes they're fucking what the fuck mm-hmm. but they're always something so what you got so according to the new york times new york city to ban discrimination based on hair so this story was released last week and some of the specifics as to what can now not happen um, i'm gonna read from the article the change in the law applies to anyone in new york city but is aimed at remedying the disparate treatment of black people the guidelines specifically mentioned the right of new yorkers to maintain their natural hair treated or untreated hairstyles such as locks cornrows twists braids bantu knots fades afros and or the right to keep Hair in uncut or untrimmed states. So that's that. But then this guideline, this is some of the legal recourse for the guidelines. Mm-hmm. So this is what the penalties that jobs or whatever can obtain if they fuck with you because you have all the hairstyles that I just said. Tell right? it. So in practice, the guideline gives legal recourse to individuals who have been harassed, threatened, punished, demoted, or fired because of the texture of because of the texture or style of their hair. The city commission can levy penalties up to $250,000 on defendants that are found in violation of the guidelines, and there is no cap on damages. The commission can also force internal policy changes and rehirings at offending institutions. I love that. I love that too. I just wanted to say this real quick in terms of like what you said about rehirings at offending institutions. I think that that is crucial because I feel like it can, like so many things have happened to us. Like the things that have happened to me regarding my hair uh, within the workplace have been so long ago that it's just nothing that I would revisit. Yeah. But there are people right now, there are black people, men and women who have been fired from work. Yeah. Because of how their hair, yeah. how they were wearing their hair. So it's kind of like a, maybe we could delete it if it's a poor choice of words, but kind of like a reparation for yeah. losing it's your like, job. Um, what's that word? That's another word for it. That's not reparations, but kind of means like what, what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Reconciliation, kind of? Maybe not, but I feel you. Yeah. Um. If y'all know a better word for it, 
let us, let know. us know but you can like be reinstated at your job yes like it, it fixes shit so unlike our bullshit marijuana laws that are not like letting like as black folks just fucking sitting and rotting in prison mm-hmm. over like the sale of fucking marijuana which white people are selling left and right now like it ain't no big deal Did you see that picture of <sighs> all of them <laughs> I don't even yeah, know which one is directed to. The whole to. thing is disgusting. All these white bitches, like whole whole black families have been America. destroyed yeah. over the sale of marijuana, and now it's just it's just big big fun, as Claire Huxtable would say, <laughs> big fun. Okay, white <laughs> folks are having big fun. Yeah, so that's that's truly upsetting. But unlike that funky bullshit, if you are somebody who has lost their job due to the way in which you are wearing your natural black hair or your permed black hair, your black mm-hmm. hair period, yes. you can uh, seek restitution and you can seek the rehiring of your job. There, that's, that's the, the word! word. English, yeah. niggas. Yes, word. So the move was prompted in part by investigations after complaints from workers at two Bronx businesses, a medical facility in Morris Park and a nonprofit in Morrisania, as well as workers at an Upper East Side hair salon and restaurant in Howard Beach section of Queens. So like because of these cases, it you know, it allowed this to mm-hmm. take place. Um, it's great that this is taking place because wasn't it? I don't know specifically because I didn't look into it. I just thought of it just now. But weren't it like federally that it was okay for people to not? I think we did a moment of black hair like that before. Where it was okay for you to be discriminated against because of your hair? Yeah. I know that in places that has been a thing. So I think it's cool that New York, York, because it's federally, there's nothing saying that you can't do that like over the whole country. Right, 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 right. So it is great that New York City, I guess, is setting a trend Mm -hmm. to say like, we not about that shit. Yeah. That's some fuck shit and we not participating in that. And what I think also is important about this is that this whole like bullshit, what we don't he- do here at Tea with Queen and Jay is try and like change niggas' hearts and minds. Mm-hmm. We don't give a shit about your hearts and minds. No. We want to have laws put in place that yep. despite how your fucking heart or your dumb fucking mind feels, you do not have the right to discriminate against, against us and oppress exactly. motherfuckers. And if you try, I'm going to hold you accountable. Exactly. And now there's laws saying exactly. I can hold your punk ass exactly. accountable. Do you know how long, how, how many hundreds of years it's going to take for white people to fucking acknowledge within their heart and mind mm-hmm. that it's okay for us to have kinky curly hair and that my hair is not dirty because it's in an uneven afro or that my hair is not fucking dirty because because I can't pull it back in a slick back ass, wet ass ponytail like yeah. you do or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you know how how many hundreds of years it's going to take for hearts and minds of fucking people in power to acknowledge that my humanity, yeah. fuck that shit. Exactly. We, we got it put on the law, put on the books. Mm-hmm. And that shit is important. Yeah. And then it's like, as you're saying and I'm thinking about myself. Yeah. And there's many jobs where I'm like, I'm not applying for that because I like to change my hair every week. Mm -hmm. I like to have blue hair one week. I like to have brown dreads this week, green cornrows. Mm -hmm. And now there's laws laws on the books that say you can't discriminate based on my hair and if i find that you have discriminated against me based on my hair Mm -hmm. there's a problem and i can bring you to court for that shit have you been discriminated at work because of your hair before um i don't know Mm -hmm. (laughs) i know i've been discriminated against as far as job interviews so like i remember when i was unemployed and this is when i was like the first time i really like thought about my hair and like job interviews and Mm -hmm. shit because i had been working where i was working for like eight 
eight years or whatever. Yeah. So I didn't have to think about that shit. Um, so that year that I was unemployed when I was had to like now audition yeah. and appease people and do all of this shit that I don't like to do and generally don't do because I make sure I find myself in spaces where that isn't like what mm-hmm. I have to do. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think I was talking to you and I was like, I don't know if I should have an interview wig yeah, if I should do I this. this. I don't know what the fuck to do. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I can't really recall off the top of my head a time where I was at work and people discriminated against my hair. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure I have those, but I can't think of that. But that was the most I ever thought about my hair and getting my money and what choice do I make between my hair yeah. and getting this fucking money, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, I remember it was some high end retail store. And I had happened to have box braids and some of them were pink. And I was like, I don't know what to do. This is not. My homegirl was like, they're not going to. And I'm like, I'm just going to go the way I am. And mm-hmm. I went with those box braids and my pink box braids. And everyone was kind of like, hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of that weird shit. Didn't get the job, obviously. Mm-hmm. But when I left there, I'm like. I don't want to work there. Right. If 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 you can't, if you see pink braids and it's like, ah, yeah. I don't want to work here anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's what it stands out the most for me. Oh, I do remember one time when I first went natural um, and I was wearing my hair out because mm-hmm. I used to always wear like long straight weeds or whatever. And then I think one week I just took it out and just came to work with like my natural hair. And one of my managers was like, when are you going to get your hair done? And I was like, mm. I just replied and said, when are you going to get your face done? Um, <laughs> and everyone laughed. Because you make me uncomfortable, I have to make me uncomfortable. Right. That's just my defense mechanism. Yeah. And she wasn't very pretty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, according to um, YouTube, I am pretty, but my hair is a problem. <laughs> Shout outs to you niggas. I've bought several new packs. It's going to be bigger. Bigger. Better. Wider. Brighter. But I remember that and I did say that. But mm-hmm. it's like. I could have used that now. Right. Now I could have like, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't have to, I still probably would have said what I said because I was that age mm-hmm. and I was like that. But I would have some recourse yeah. or maybe that person would hold their tongue and not say shit mm-hmm. about my hair ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How about you? Yes. I always, because I spent, I was, I've been natural for most of my life. Yeah. Like before that was the wave. I was natural. Jay was natural. In, like, high school. Yeah, before, like, people were talking heavily about, like, hair types and, like, fucking the lock method. I didn't know what a hair type was either when I was Yeah, I didn't, like, know. I was was... mad at hair types because I was just like, what the fuck are y'all doing? My hair is hair! Same, same, (laughs) same, same. But I remember it always being a point of contention mm-hmm. as like a 4C natural hair girl. Yeah. Like it was always like, okay, what are you going to do with your hair? That was always, that's been a thing like my whole life. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was also a period where I was wrapping my hair because I was like um, on my roster shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like always like had a head wrap or something going on. And in high school, I always had to get like a note signed and it was all, and I, I bring, I know we're talking about hair, but I think that like hair coverings are also something for black folks throughout, throughout the diaspora. Yeah. Like that's a thing that mm-hmm. we do as well. And so I always had to get a note. I had, I had one white teacher say to me like, so is this going to be a thing? Like that we weren't even talking about my hair in that moment. She just walked past me and I had on like a, um, like a Rasta hat and she was like, so is this a thing? Like it was like, like 
can can I learn, nigga? Like what? What? Um, so I had to get a note for that signed by the principal every year that it was okay for me to like wrap my head or wear like a Rasta hat type of thing mm-hmm. or whatever. Because um, you can't wear hats in school and shit. You can't wear hats in school. And the scarf thing was like an issue too. Like that, it was like bigger than just like, oh, I want to wear a fucking red, gold, and green hat. It mm-hmm. was like, oh, and you want to wear a scarf? You know, you want to wear a head wrap? You want to. That's so strange because, but I guess. Me being Muslim, mm-hmm. I maybe I don't want to say seriously, but like I understand the language though. Yeah, yeah. um, because I used to. I remember parents that made me wrap my hair, but mm-hmm. there was times where I would want to, and if someone would say something, I'd be like, "I'm Muslim," and they would just stop. Just right, leave me alone. Right, right, um, right. So I used to use that in that way. Yeah, I think, and it's, it's strange that mm-hmm. they just didn't leave your head covering alone because, like, right. you don't know what it's. For. They didn't leave. They they didn't leave it alone because it was not clearly because it was not hijab, and so it wasn't. In, I wouldn't wear my hijab as soon as they would say something. I'd be like, I'm Muslim, and then they would leave me alone. Mm-hmm. I think that. Like the language that you used about serious, yeah. I think that culturally at that time it was acknowledged as okay, this is a serious thing. Rasta is not a serious, serious thing. thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Also, we didn't in my school. We didn't have a. I don't know what your the dynamics in your schools were like, but we didn't have a large uh, black Muslim any Muslim population. Oh, yeah, I was the only one, but oh, I did okay. go to like a. We had coming out day, so you can't have a coming out day and then and, uh, tell this girl she can't that. wear. Yeah, right, so, right, right. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. That's so true. we we had, if I could remember, in my high school, we had maybe like, like maybe three black Muslim mm-hmm. women. So I don't know if they had to do the same thing, um, but they were often in like hijab, mm-hmm. um, and then. It was me and like another roster girl and we would like get the same, do the same thing and get things signed or whatever. So that was a thing. Um, also, I got fired from a job once. Really? Yeah, I got fired. I was working at a bus company and I had kind of, I had kind of just started. When I got hired, I had my head wrapped. Everything was fine. Everybody was super nice. Apparently somebody said something to that guy. He, of course, threw me under the bus and was like, no, when I hired her, she didn't have that on, which is false because I wrap my head all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made sure that I wore, like I wore black cause this is, I was trying to be conducive of, I wore a black head wrap. I'm trying to be conducive to whatever is happening here, whatever. Um, and that became a thing. The way they spoke to me, it was like a group of, and I was very young at this time. It was like a group of like four men, like stood around me in a circle for like, uh, to tell me that this was like not okay. And you can't do this and you can't do that. It was so fucked up. I have got my dad to fight. <laughs> well. No, I'm just thinking about... That's not what my dad did. Somebody <laughs> helped my dad. Somebody helped me get the job based on a relationship I had, like, that they had with my dad. Uh-huh. And so when I I had got a lawyer, because I was like, this felt yeah, wild wrong. Yes. So I had I got a lawyer on my own. I was like a teenager. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a teen. I was like maybe, maybe 19 or something like that. I got a lawyer on my own, told them everything that happened. They were like, oh okay, I got you, you know, come in or whatever. Yeah. And then I told my dad, he cursed me out and he told me to cancel it. So I did that. And so that was the end of that story, right? Not even like, so I had- You could have paid for college. I got no support. <laughs> like not even emotional support. Like it was oh, just no. okay. It was just okay to treat me that way because I was different. Like mm-hmm. that was just, it was okay. Like no one in my life said, wow, that's fucked up. So- and I'm here sorry. we are, T with Queen and Jay. I'm sorry. Thank you. It's all right. I'm no, not going to No, I cry. didn't know that you went. I didn't never knew that happened. This yeah. is a new story to me. Yeah. And now I want to fight um, because nobody protected you. Like, what the fuck? Yes. Now I'm crying. Sorry. 
That's heavy. I will cry too. Like that's a lot. You want that job back? Because <laughs> now you can. Oh God, I had to break it. Oh, thank you. No, that was good. That was good. That was good. Anyway, um, also because of this type of hair discrimination, I couldn't get. I was a Rasta and I couldn't get locks because. How are you going to get a job? Exactly. How are you going to get a job? Yeah, so my parents, like, to protect me, they were like, no, you can't because, like, you can't do that. They were like, it was, like, on the books, like, in certain places. Like, you can't be a lawyer. You can't go to law school Mm -hmm. if you have locks. Sorry, I'm still upset from before. Mm -hmm. This lock thing doesn't make me that upset, but that other thing makes me upset. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Because nobody has your back. That's, like, fucked up. I never knew this story. That's fucked up. That's traumatizing. It is. And I think that, like, I think we're so used to, I am so used to, like, trauma being a part of my experience. Uh-huh. And I'm so used to, like, I'm so used to not being safe or feeling safe that I I forget and I don't, like, I don't, a lot of these things I didn't process about how I wasn't protected. Yeah. Because it was just normal. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I knew as a black woman in my life, I wasn't going to be protected in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And so when I think back on them now in this um, present day, when we are like tapped into that shit and try and be tapped into that type of stuff for other people. And sometimes I, I, um, I see the trauma now like i've lived the trauma before and i'm affected by it and i'm wounded by it yeah and i know these things happened but i don't always process it as like what it was you know what i'm saying so like when i tell myself or other people these stories now like in passing like it wasn't this traumatic thing it's like i'm feeling the trauma of it like the rawness of it for the first time when before i just felt the effects of it i'm like thinking like and I don't mean to insert myself in it, but like yeah. I'm just thinking of telling my dad that four men were around me telling me not to do something. Like, like, mm-hmm. yeah, for my father, that would have been who am I fucking up first? Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I'm so mad for you right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say because I'm like really upset. I'm oh, upset. Yeah. <clears throat> like, oh, hmm. anyway. I didn't expect to go there. No, I don't want to go there. So this is why we do Tea with Queen and J podcast. But this is why this is so important because this type of acknowledgement, um, a lot of people, we're still teaching black people how to be accepting of this. Yeah. So we can't accept, we can't expect for the hearts and minds of the ruling class to fucking change and for people to treat us right at work and about the smallest thing. Like, we shouldn't have to worry about our hair being yeah. shitted on for our hair. And this, this, this is about black men as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is about black men who decided, oh, I'm going to grow my hair out a few inches, inches this week. Yeah. Or I don't feel like shaving because, because, I mean, we have bevel and shit now, but like, because razors aren't Over- equipped for my face exactly. and I get razor bumps like, and shit I like that. Or I want braids or I want locks. Yeah. 
Or I want designs in my right, head, right? And all that, all that other shit. Because we like to do lots of stuff. Hair is is is, is hair is fashion mm-hmm. for when, a lot of black people. That and when you think about so many things that as black people in this country we don't have control over. Yeah, you know what yes, I'm saying. Yes. So that level of expression is so important and crucial to us and mm-hmm. our existence. And this is important, you know. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, libations to this shit, yo. And I haven't cried in so long, so like, welcome, niggas. I cry sometimes. <laughs> You're fucking welcome. That was a heavy one. That yeah. was accidentally heavy. I was feeling that in my body. Yeah, that was accidentally and heavy. My insides are dead, so yeah. for me to feel that. Okay, so just something to lighten it up and maybe get on some like get on some wellness shit real quick. Get on some free shit real quick. Our homegirl, uh, Mary Lou, is working on a new project with Setu Yoga. Uh, the project is called Setu For You. It is a yoga teacher booking platform. Why are we bringing this up on TV with Queen and J podcast? I don't know. You tell me. Oh, okay. We're bringing it up because there are mad free yoga videos mm-hmm. on the Setu website. And so if you sign up, you get mad free yoga videos. There's at least like 25 videos up there. So okay. I thought that that was super cool. That's good. But what Setu is doing, they are launching Setu for you. Like we said, it's a yoga teacher booking pro- pro- platform. And it's co-created for teachers by teachers. Setu for you is being created from Setu, which is a community and yoga directory centered on inclusivity, representing all shades, bodies, abilities, genders, etc. Um, the homie Mary Lou currently has a free online class on the site. She's actually got a few classes up there, or she's in a few at least. Setu for you will bring Setu's yoga directory to all populations. People can book a teacher that they resonate with and matches their needs. It was like a diverse range of people on that site, which mm-hmm. I thought was super cool. Um, the platform also aims to help yoga teachers build a better financial future. They have launched an Indiegogo campaign to raise funds. So we'll put the link to that in the show notes. So I would say, like like I said, there are free yoga videos on the Setsu site. I would say sign up for that shit. Uh-huh. Check out the free yoga videos, benefit from that shit, and donate to the Indiegogo campaign. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yo, yeah. expand it. But I wanted to make sure that you all were getting free yoga videos. Mm-hmm. And that if you are so inclined, you donate to this initiative. Cause yeah. I think I think it's a super cool idea. And if we can like share in some level of wellness, like there are people who like get good shit out of yoga, then we should do that shit, yep, yo. Yep, yep, yep. So I look forward to like hearing about you all trying these yoga videos and donating to say to yeah. donating to say to if you can. Cool, cool, cool. So Jay. Yes. I think Do you? We did. Do you think so? A show. We did. Mm-hmm. We did do a show. So yeah, we did a show. We did a motherfucking show. Be sure to follow us on the shows. Actually, before that, remember South by Southwest. Yes, we are doing lots of things. Mm-hmm. We are. I I will be on the Where the Black Sense panel. Me and Jay are doing our live show soon after that, and then we have a meetup happening later in that evening. That's right. That's all happening on Wednesday, March thirteenth at South by Southwest. If you're going to be in Austin, please holler at us. We'll be there from like the eleventh. Oh, you know what else? We're going to um 
the Blossom and Soul Festival. Oh, yeah, we are. So, yeah, that's a natural mm-hmm. hair festival that's happening in Austin yep. on the 16th. So, we'll be out there. If you see us, yes, it is us. Say what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, Give us a high five. Yeah. So, I'm excited about our trip. I it's going to be a good fucking time. Too. If you want to help us get out there, please hit our PayPal. We truly appreciate that. It is incredibly helpful. Like, we cannot overstate that it has really been like a blessing to get those donations and it is going to be helpful to um be able to pay for this trip yeah so cool yeah so be sure to follow us on all the shows meets we are on instagram and twitter that is at t with qj we are on facebook and tumblr to search for t with queen and j send us t-mail t with queen and j at gmail.com donate to t with queen and j by going to our website that's cool if you want us to come to your school and do some shit and like have us talk or and, and, and pay us yeah pay us to do something yeah if you want to pay us to do something <laughs> <laughs> also hit the t-mail or visit our website um and hit the contact sheet yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. whatever you want to do yo we're here mm-hmm. to um do that shit is that it yeah let's get into these hashtags. hashtag black lives matter say her name stop killing trans women natural hair forever trans lives matter Film dis, disability too white. Spoony Jack. Maybe he doesn't hit you. Oscar so white. You okay, sis? Why I stay. Inner hole uprising. Tea. Bag ladies. T with QJ. Yep. Pods and color. Unpack BG. Marsha's play. Sexually liberated woman. Queer walk pod. Queer walk. 4C forever. That's right. Black Panther so lit. <laughs> Fuck Green Book. I like Yo, that shit made me though. so uncomfortable. So fucking awkward, that whole thing. The fuck? All right. This podcast was created, hosted, produced by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. When white people, quote unquote white people, talk about progress in relationship to black people, All they are saying and all they can possibly mean by the word progress is how quickly and how thoroughly I become white. I don't want to become white. I want to grow up and so should you.